Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Kiana Cox. She is a modern-day Renaissance woman, loved by Jesus, mother, entrepreneur, author, producer, architect, influencer, innovator, strategist, solutionist, and a bridge who is interesting, unapologetic, transparent, diverse, fun, energetic, stunning. Yes, she is a lover of people, resilient, a force to be reckoned with, and a voice for the mentally, physically, and spiritually oppressed, lonely, forgotten, hurt, disenfranchised, hopeless, poor, outcast, displaced, imprisoned, misconceived, and the sick to assist them in viewing life through a different lens by way of books, digital media, entertainment, fashion, arts, technology, products, education, and other necessary resources. I met Kiona at the National Publicity Summit and her story there really inspired me. And so I'm really excited to welcome you today to the show, Kiana. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Beautiful. Well, let's talk about a little bit about your background and what, you know, when did you get clear that you were multidimensional? Let's talk about that, that you're like literally a Renaissance woman and not somebody who's going to be pigeonholed. Let's talk a little bit about that first. Okay. Well, let's go back to two years old when my mom was murdered with me present in the home. I would say that started the journey, moving in, my grandmother raising my two sisters and me, not meeting my dad until I was 16, uh, having two children by the time I was 18. Yeah, just a lot of things that had occurred starting from that particular incident with my mother. By the way, I don't remember, I don't recall the situation. A lot of people ask me, hey, do you remember? There are some people who remember things at two years old, but not me. I wasn't one of those people or I'm not one of those and definitely would say it was for my benefit because it was a very traumatic situation. He stabbed her 19 times. It was someone she knew. So for me to have had a memory of that, that could have haunted me. Mm, Yeah. And even at some level, even if you don't have a memory of it, you were a witness of that. So I'd love to have you speak a little bit to do you feel like, you know, just being immersed in that traumatic kind of an environment and having your mother taken from you in that way, if that uh, had anything to do with you really wanting to explore in multiple areas and really like the words I'm getting right now are like really suck the juice out of every aspect of life. (laughs) Yeah, I would definitely say that that had something to do with it. My grandmother, which is my mom's mom, who raised me, 
Um, she didn't share with us about, and my two sisters and me, what exactly happened with our mom. So there was a lot of unanswered questions. Um, she would say she raised them and I raised myself. I was very adventurous, very curious. I grew up definitely faster than I should have. And I explored a lot. And it could have been out of curiosity, um, little to, to no direction and not taking any credit for my grandmother. She was a single grandmother raising three grandchildren and working full time as a nurse. So she did the best that she could. Um, but in that, and especially as a child, you don't see it that way. You're looking for direction. You're looking for someone you can talk to. Why is this happening to me? The friends around me, their parents are around. Where's mine? And then again, I didn't meet my dad until I was 16. So I was like Dora the Explorer. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, so let's talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. When did you become an entrepreneur? Was that something that you started kind of really young and you've just stayed in that track? Or did you at some point have a job and then decide to leave? Or like, what was the entrepreneurial journey piece like for you? I was born an entrepreneur. At 12, I babysat. That is where some of my income came in and um, did some other things too. I worked when I was 16. I bought my first car at 18 without a co-signer, my own money. And with that, my passion for fashion started really to emerge. I went to school in San Francisco at the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. From there, I did uh, in-store fashion shows for Nordstrom's and Macy's, which after a year was like, okay, this is great, but now I want more. And so um, I wanted to get into TV and film and radio and celebrities and doing red carpet events. So, yeah, I took a step of faith. I was working in medical billing at the time, which that was another entrepreneurial endeavor. I started my own medical billing company at 19. Didn't go as fast or as successful as I wanted to or expected. But I was able to work at hospitals. I had the experience and certification to work at different hospitals and medical offices. But I, I was just like, I want more. Um, and I was the youngest working at these medical institutions. And I had a coworker come up to me one time and she's like, what are you doing here? This, this is for old people, like medical billing, like you are young, like go out, you, 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 you need to explore. And I'm like, yes. And then shortly after that, I ran into an interior designer at a furniture store. And he was the one who told me about Fitum. I told him about my passion for fashion. And he's like, he, he just encouraged me to go for it. And I did. And after a year and a half, I got up and moved to Los Angeles. I knew one person, um, but I didn't take advantage of that opportunity. I just got out and started networking and meeting a lot of people. I can't tell you how many people I know now. And so, yeah, I started doing magazines and working with more celebrities. I did film, I did TV, and I was really living out my dream. And I'm like, okay, now what? I did an article for, um, there was a website called about.com. I did it early 2000s, the day in the life of a fashion salad. And I didn't know that they would put my email address in the article. And so I started receiving all these different emails um, from different 
people, male, female, young, I mean, as young as nine years old, hey, I want to be a stylist. How do I get started? Because a fashion designer and a fashion stylist are two different occupations, which a lot of people back then weren't really aware of. And so I'm like, okay, what do I do? And there weren't really any institutions that taught or had a degree on fashion styling. So with that, I created my own fashion styling school in Burbank. And that was an interesting story in itself. I got in more into the entertainment industry and fashion. I have a very colorful background in that. I've done producing, I've done writing, pretty much you name it, casting, product placement, sponsorship. So I had my hand in a lot of those, um, a lot of different areas there. So that's kind of it in a, in a nutshell that started and my background as an entrepreneur. Yeah, well, so I really want to drill a little bit further into this, Kiana, because like there's two different kinds of messages that we hear often in the personal and professional development space. One of the messages is be yourself and people will want to work with you. And when yourself is multidimensional, like you are, right? The other message we often hear is pick one thing and do that thing. So I'd love to hear from you how you navigate that in your own life and business. How do you navigate really allowing yourself kind of the creative license to explore and to indulge in your curiosity and at the same time to be able to put yourself out there in a way that allows people to understand that they can pay you to work with you or buy your services or products? Well, you definitely have to prioritize for the creatives and the ones who are multifaceted. We are multi-gifted, talented, whatever the words um, one may want to use, because that was with me. Well, where do, where do I start? Even with my gift of helping people, where do I start? I can relate with single moms. I can relate to children growing up without parents. I can relate to those who want to be entrepreneurs. Yeah, there were just so many different women, men, just really a lot of different areas. And I'm like, okay, where do I start? Because now that can be a challenge, Um, but you definitely have to prioritize. So sitting down and prioritizing, not attempting to attack or go and endeavor all of them all at once, because then you'll get overwhelmed. So prioritizing is definitely key. Sitting down, writing down exactly what it is, what are your passions and not what other people think you should be doing. Because mm, that's yeah. where a lot of us are, what you see other people being successful in, because that's where a lot of us lose it at. And then we get frustrated when it doesn't work the way that it's working for other people because we're trying to copycat and that's not our, our purpose. So finding our purpose, what we're passionate about, and prioritizing it if it's more than one thing, and then going from there. Mm, Beautiful. So when you sat down with yourself to prioritize, I mean, you were a mom. Were you a single mom? Were you also a single mom? Yeah. Okay. So as a single mom, I, I mean, when I got into solo entrepreneurship myself, and I spent 
20 years in the real estate industry where I was sort of self-employed, but I had business partners and it wasn't like I was doing it on my own and I wasn't really in my passion. When I started to indulge in my passion, I was also facing my second divorce and and uh, single parenthood. And so for me, my priority was always like, okay, I got to make sure that there's food on the table, a roof over his head and enough money in the bank to pay for new sneakers every three weeks because at that time for me, I, he was going into puberty. So I'd love to hear what do you do with yourself in order to make the decisions and the priorities rise to the top that are the ones that are the most purposeful for you? Do you have like a system or a process you take yourself through? Do you pray? Do you listen to the upstairs team? Like, what is it that you do to, to be able to come to that, the, those, those tough decisions where sometimes you have to say no right now to something that you might be passionate about? Um, so when I began this journey, um, of discovery and really a pursuit of purpose is what I call it. I, I was just at the point where I really wanted to get to purpose. Yes, my dream of being in the fashion entertainment industry had come to pass, but I, I just knew it was more than that. Like now, what else? There's more to just the facade and what people see on TV that it's all glitz and glamour. And that's not uh, real. <laughs> That's not how Hollywood is. And so what happened with me is I had a very close friend who passed away. A year later, my youngest son's father passed away before his second birthday. A few months after that, my grandmother passed away. And then six months after that, my dad passed away. So I'm like, okay, what is going on? And then uh, business started to down spiral with my school. Um, that's a whole nother different topic. And so it was like everything felt like everything came down, just caving in on me. And I'm like, okay, I, I have to get out of here. Yes, I was raising my sons. My oldest was about 13 at the time. Their dad had been wanting to get them, but some things are, it, it's timing. And so at this particular time, for me to be the best for them, I needed to allow them to go with him. So yeah, my oldest and my middle son, they have the same dad. And he took my youngest son, which is not his biological son, with them as well, because his dad was deceased. And so I went to Atlanta for a few months, about five months, just to clear, like, I'm like, what is going on in California? Maybe it's something with California. Let me get away. And then when I came back, I said, okay, I'm not doing the school right now. I know that I'm not doing that. What am I doing here? So I sat down, I wrote down every occupation that I had ever had, and it was more than my age. I said, absolutely not. <laughs> purpose and purpose only, on top of over 150 resumes being sent out, me not being hired, them telling me I was overqualified, so unhirable. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? If I want to work here, let me work here. <laughs> and so, oh my goodness, it was just all of those things. And I'm like, okay, no, I have to, but let's get to purpose. So yes, spiritually, when I went to Atlanta, that was a rest and for me to do some discovery, um, mentally, physically, and spiritually. When I came back, I did pray. I am a Christian and that was something that I did. I had to Sit still, which is another thing. Getting in solitary, you have to step back, allow for your time to be alone, to, to get rid of all the clutter mm -hmm. and to get clarity 
on the direction to have my son, which I was so used to picking them up from school, sports, homework, mm. cooking, and now not having it. It was a little awkward at first. I but- can imagine. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're, we're going to take a short break, Kiana, but I want to underscore that you know, one of the things that you said right there was take that space. And so we're going to take a little space right now. Um, But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about your book and about uh, some of the other things that you have going on right now. And right now, Weekly Smart Women, we are reaching out to ask for your help. If you're enjoying the show, want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. And we want to thank all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are now up to 84 countries around the world that are downloading. We are celebrating that we won the Award of Distinction in the 27th Annual Communicator Awards. And we are welcoming uh, and want to shout out this week, since you mentioned Atlanta, we'll shout out to our listeners in Atlanta. We'll shout out to our listeners in LA. And we will also shout out to our listeners in... Mexico. And we will be right back with Kiana Cox. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design? A life that is an extraordinary work of art. Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition. Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your Wealthy Life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Kiana Cox. You can find out more about Kiana and her new book at www.unpackedbaggage.com, where you can access the book and also access more information about a group mentoring program that she has available. And so, Kiana, let's talk a little bit about what inspired you to become an author once you got yourself prioritized. And once you got clear that your intention for how you were going to show up in the world had to be anchored in purpose, what inspired you to become an author and to start offering group mentoring? So um, growing up, I was a very private person. My grandmother would say sneaky, but I say private. (laughs) I used to joke and say, if if I would ever write a book, my family would be the first to buy because they just wanted, I was like this curious person. I stayed to myself. I had a friend, but with my family, there was a distance there. And so again, I would joke and say, yeah, if I ever wrote a book, I would, um, my family would buy it first. And as I went, uh, experienced all these different things in this world, this journey, um, even down to losing everything pre-COVID. And I just really would, I would have people come up to me, even when working in the industry, what do you do? I, I want to know more about you strangers. And I'm like, what do you want to know? Because I have a lot, like it's not a five minute conversation. 
So yeah, specifically, what do you want to know? And they really weren't able to answer that. And I would say I've always been a writer. I used to even write my grandmother and ask her for things instead of asking her. Uh, yeah, for it specifically, I would write. So that's something that's been there. I wanted to be a journalist growing up too. That was one of the occupations that I thought that I wanted to do, but really honing in on it. And then with all the experience that I've had, people wanting to talk to me, I tell people I could have been a New York Times bestseller a long time ago, working with my celebrity clients who shared all of their business with me that I could have read and had a book or took it to the uh, media with it, but that just wasn't my heart. It was how can I help? So great listener, I can talk to talker, but I'm a great listener too, but very relatable. And so how do I take what I've gone through, even with my book, Unpack Baggage, Getting to Know Keanu from A to Z, that's literally all the 26 letters of the alphabet of bags that are unpacked. So to be able to relate with other people and to say, hey, you can go get my book if you want to know more about me because I can't share it in five minutes with you. You can get to know to know more about me, but it's not just about me. It's about helping other people who are going through things that they may think that they're alone. So to encourage them, hey, you're not alone and you're not the only one going through that. And how can I support? And that's why starting the mentoring ship programs and live groups is a way to help other men and women, not just women, um, but both to um, help them through their journey or what they're going through because you, you, you really need support with like-minded people. The best teacher is the one who has gone through and overcome in an area that you, you're currently experiencing. Yeah, beautiful. Well, we've got a few minutes left. And so I think what I'd like to do, Kiana, is I want to talk a little bit about the downward spiral piece and like what would you say are maybe the top three things that you extracted out of that downward spiral that you've put into action in your life now that may also be part of what you help other people with? Okay. So yeah, again, I lost everything pre-COVID and I definitely feel for what people have experienced in the past year and a half. But think about it. There's a lot of resources that when I went through what I was going through, they didn't have it. People didn't understand. They didn't know how to help. I mean, everything from the government to the church to family, they didn't have a solution for abled body individuals. If you had it was substance abuse or domestic violence, anything pertaining to or similar to that, they were able to help, but they really didn't know. I had social workers tell me, yeah, we don't have anything. I don't know what to do with you. This worked for someone else, but I don't know why it's not working for you. And so in that, it allowed me to reinvent, almost a forcing to reinvent myself. And how, what does that look like? Um, I've always liked to help people. So even with fashion, it was fashion. But again, there's something more on the inside. I'm not content with this. So how do I help? both inside and out, because it definitely starts from the inside. Working in Hollywood and most of the world sees with Hollywood, the facade, but no, there's a lot of depression. You see it all the time on TV, alcohol, suicides, 
So that was my mission. How can I marry my passion and helping people and at the same time have it as a business? Yeah, beautiful. All right. So in the last few minutes that we have, I'd love to have you talk a little bit about being in business and what are some of the things that you like to focus on beyond your purpose, beyond your passion in order to have the business actually be functional? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So in business, being around the call it a tribe or I like to say like-minded people, other mentors, you really need the support. Um, and again, I emphasize like-minded entities. There's a lot of people out there who are gifted, talented and want a job, but you want someone who's passionate, who's going to put their all in it. So having that team, um, that partnership, firm foundation, solid foundation, a core team is, is very, very important. And so, yeah, that was something that I, it was a, it was a challenge for me to find those people. And I'm always looking for people. I'm very teachable um, and encourage others to be teachable. I don't care how many degrees you have, you can always learn something. Mm -hmm. And, and in partnership, what are the strengths bringing those individual strengths, not the same, but individual strengths. That's what makes up a partnership. Mm, beautiful. I love it. Well, ladies, I want you to hear some of the things that Kiana has said today. First of all, she's given herself permission over and over and over again to engage in her curiosity. And she has also given herself permission to follow her passion but the final thing that she's given herself permission to do that I'm hearing is to invest both time and money in surrounding herself with people that are like-minded and who are going to be able to help her to bring her vision and her mission into fruition. So I'm going to encourage you to go to www.unpackbaggage.com, especially if you resonated with Kiana and her story Perhaps she is the mentor that it's time for you to invest in working with. And with that, we are going to say, listeners, we do love your feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that for you in the show notes, or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.